So um, uh, I'm here to talk about uh, your parents. How do adults relate to their parents? And what difference might God make to that? So in 25 minutes' time, all your problems relating to your parents will be solved. Actually, it's a very sensitive topic with a lot of different things going on. Um, you might be grieving for a parent as we speak. Our heart is with you. Uh, you might never have known your parent. These things happen. Um, you might have a badly broken relationship with your parents. These things happen. And uh, if it's really painful for you, please try to pick out what might be helpful in what I say. And God does, is an expert in these broken situations. If I can't be helpful, I know God can. And there will be consolation, peace, and maybe even over the years, reconciliation, if it's a really bad situation. Never say never to reconciliation if you follow Jesus, even if it does seem a long way off. Or you might be 14 and a half and just discovering that your parents are quite flawed. <laughs> or is that nine and a half these days? Um, not sure. Um, and if that's you, um, those are the parents God has given you, and it is possible to give them the due level of respect through all the flaws. And someday you'll probably find out there are flaws on both sides. Um, in a minute, we're going to talk about... Um, the very last line of the Old Testament. Uh, have we got that on screen yet? The, can we have Malachi on the screen? Yes. The, the very last line of the Old Testament. He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. Um, uh, Malachi chapter 4 verse. Um, and that tells us, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more in a minute, but that tells us that this problem, this situation, is on God's radar. The complexities come in, in, in quite a lot of ways. It's a very long-lasting relationship for, it, it, for most of us. Um, uh, our parents have known us a long time, and I noticed that quite sharply when we took my mother to meet her great-grandson. And uh, she settled into a stream of relaxed, unguarded reminiscence about um, bringing up babies. In the middle of which, talking to my daughter in front of me, she suddenly came out with, and it took forever to potty train your dad. <laughs> so I hadn't known that before. Thanks, Mum. Um, your, uh, our parents have known us for a long time and that means that the relationship goes through phases you're in a different situation if your parents are um, very frail and need a lot of support 
or if your parents uh, are independent and active. Uh, and here's another phase of life. They, your, your parents might be nobly pitching in with the childcare. Uh, and all that makes a difference. And so does the quality of the relationship. And this is really important, I think. Um, some people have a completely and utterly broken relationship with their parents. And that can be for very understandable reasons. Um, and I, would, I can only say again that God is the consoler and the healer and there is always hope in God. At the other extreme, some people seem to have a completely relaxed and sunlit relationship with their parents. And if that's you... Um, I'd like to remind you that that's a great base of strength in your life. And uh, I expect you realize that you should be looking to how that strength can be used to bless other people. Most of us are somewhere between those two extremes, I think. Uh, there's goodwill in our relationship with our parents, but there's also some awkwardness, there's some reserve... There's the odd bad memory in that relationship. Um, uh, and it's a bit like relating to somebody through a cloud. Um, I did have a nice picture of a cloud, yes. Um, <coughs> that's a cloud, everybody. Yeah. Um, and so most of us are in that sort of middle range. So stop a minute, everybody. Have a think. Where do you sit on that scale of things? Is it towards the unfortunately broken relationship or is it towards the relaxed and happy relationship? How patchy is the cloud? It might be just worth thinking about. Locate yourself. Um, and into this situation, God speaks. It's always had a big echo for me. Malachi chapter 4, verse 6. Um, can we go forward to that? Um, he will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents. And um, uh, from where we sit, looking back on that line, line from the Bible, we can see that the he is Jesus. So... Into this kind of complicated and awkward situation, which it often is, um, comes the hope. And it comes from the fact that Jesus has died, and if we follow Jesus, God has adopted us. And God is our main parent. And the whole basis of everything I'm saying is that God wants to give us security as our main parent to work on the relationship with our kind of normal parents. A base of security in God to look at this um, area of life. And I'm going to talk about um, two ways um, 
the or two levels um, where this God kind of works on this and helps us to work on this. The heart level and the everyday life level. Um, so um, at the heart level, what God sees is two problems tangled together. There's the problem that our parents, when we were young, our parents were flawed people and they got some things wrong and we got a bit bruised or wounded or badly wounded. Um, let's be real about the possibility. Um, but tangled up with our hurts are the ways we react to our hurts. And especially when we're children, we tend to react in ways that don't bring God in, don't acknowledge God's supremacy. We have unhelpful, ungodly reactions to our hurts. Um, and let's, let's be frank, that is a variety of sin. Um, to decide what you're going to do about being hurt without thinking about where God fits in that picture is sin. And we all do it. Um, and so those two things get tangled together and, and the the ungodly reactions can, can take a lot of different forms. They um, can be uncalled for anger or false comforts. Um, and what God does is to bring healing for our hurts. I'm not going to go on about that because I preached on healing uh, two or three months ago. And I believe that will still be on the website. But always look out for God's healing if you follow Jesus. Um, and he provides us with so much security that we're able to let go of the unhelpful, ungodly reactions to being hurt. And in the middle all of all of that, the, the, the biggest uh, ungodly reaction is usually unforgiveness. I think probably everybody at some point in their lives will need to forgive their parents. Now, forgiveness usually gets a, a whole talk by itself. Um, and the only problem with that is that it, it's usually given by one of those annoying Christians who, who finds forgiveness easy. Um, and I, I do meet people who seem to find forgiveness easy. Um, but I would like to go on record. <laughs> Forgiveness is hard. But I still do it. Um, forgiveness is based on two things. Number one, God never sweeps anything wrong under the carpet. If, if God's going to forgive somebody who's hurt me, it's going to be a very considered decision and it cost a lot of pain. Right? It cost God a lot of pain because Jesus died to secure that forgiveness. God does not just sweep the wrong done to me under the carpet. 
Um, and the other thing it's, that forgiveness is based on is the little detail of life that I tend to forget so often, which is, I'm not God. As soon as I feel hurt, I think this should be punished, which in a way is true. But it leaves out the fact that I'm not God and it's not my job to punish it. And forgiveness is stepping aside and allowing God to be God. And then there might be somebody here this very morning who's just ready to forgive their parent. Um, and as I say, that is, a, over the lifespan, that is a common problem. So at the heart level, it is hurts tangled up with unfamiliar, with unhelpful reactions, and especially the unhelpful reaction of unforgiveness. Um, I am not, if, if you don't follow Jesus, I am not preaching at you saying you must forgive people who've hurt you. What I might suggest if you don't follow Jesus is that you might like the relief of forgiving. Because it is a relief. And the path towards that relief is to start a relationship with God where you can um, grow into the security of heart to forgive people. I do think there's misunderstanding between Christians and other people sometimes when Christians just get out the megaphone and talk about forgiveness. Forgiveness needs fuel. At the everyday level, <coughs> um, there is going to be some combination, as, as we relate to our parents, there's going to be some combination of boundaries and bridges. Have we got the boundaries and bridges? Um, <clears throat> so there's always going to be some element of uh, I'm an adult now. Uh, I make my own choices on my own responsibility. There are boundaries towards parents. Um, and I think there's an echo of that in um, Galatians chapter 6, verse 5, is an odd little line that says, um, each person should carry their own load. I think there is such a thing as your proper load in life that is yours to carry and shouldn't be interfered with. Um, and... Some families will adjust to that reasonably smoothly, although you should always be aware that it is an adjustment to your parents to treat you as an adult. Um, it's, it's something they have to grow into, really. Um, and other fa in other families, there might need to be some clear talking um, in love, but some clear talking about where the boundaries are and uh, what should be left to the grown-up child. And I think that might particularly apply to child-rearing. Because it's a very particular 
situation, child rearing, with potential for great tension because the grandparents are experienced parents watching the new, newer parents make their mistakes. That's bound to be potentially a tense situation. And I think it always has been. I remember conversations about this when I was a child, which is at least one century ago. Um, so in child rearing particularly, even though uh, parents are less experienced than grandparents, um, child rearing is between you and God. It's not between you and your parents. And I think that is a boundary that has to be drawn. Um, alongside boundaries, we need bridges. And this is, I think, for, for a grown-up child, this is where the fifth commandment comes in. Honour your father and mother. I think this is how you honour your father and mother once you're an adult, by building bridges. And I think the onus is on the grown-up child to build those bridges. If you're here wondering, how should I be relating to my parents? I think that there's a bit of initiative needed sometimes it, to build that relationship up. Um, and the bridges, I keep saying this, it could all take many forms. Everything I'm saying depends on the individuals involved. Um, and bridge building across the generations depends on the individuals involved. Um, uh, I remember uh, when I was about 30, I got a particularly peculiar conundrum uh, to deal with. Um, and it kind of belatedly came to us um, that I could ask my dad for advice. Um, and I rang him up and said, what would you do about this, Dad? And he gave me some jolly good advice. Um, that was to do with the poll tax, if you're old enough to remember the poll tax and how problematic that could be sometimes. Um, so asking for advice is one kind of bridge building. Um, I also will never forget a conversation with my mum where it came out how much she enjoys getting letters through the post. So she enjoys getting letters. I enjoy composing text. And it had taken me 20 years of adult life to put those two facts together. <laughs> uh, and um, since then, I've written my mum numbers of letters. Um, I do actually wonder if, that, if there might be more um, parent-child relationships where that might be an idea, because who doesn't like getting a letter. Just a thought for you. Just a suggestion. So there's a couple of small examples. Um, and then uh, this is about the last thing I'm going to say. So if the musicians would like to uh, start coming forward. Um, <coughs> Julie and I saw a really brilliant combination of boundaries and bridges uh, in the life of a friend of ours some years ago.
She was called to work overseas. Um, and her parents weren't Christians at the time. But anyway, regardless of being Christians, no parent positively wants their child to move 3,000 miles away. It was a difficult one. And uh, a boundary had to be laid down. Uh, this is my life, and God has called me to do this. And that, that's a tough boundary which, which other people will have um, experienced as well. There are probably people here who've experienced that. With the boundary in place came the bridges. And uh, our friend had their parents out to stay regularly while she was working abroad. And in between visits, she phoned her parents once a week in the days of landlines from a middle-income country. So I'm not quite sure what the phone service was like. So that was a, a great example of laying down that it is your own life and working hard on the relationship at the same time. So I will say it again. Jesus has died. God has adopted us if we follow Jesus. And therefore, there is hope for the awkward relationship that uh, the parent offspring can sometimes be. There is hope. Thank you, everybody.